At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play this is live bet saturday on vsan the sports betting network welcome in it's another hour of live bet saturday presented by BetMGM on a very very busy sports betting weekend i'm ben wilson back from las vegas joined by danny burke from chicago host of our Visa NHL betting podcast that just launched. So check that out twice a week with Andy McNeil. I was just checking on your bets for tonight, Danny. You're off to a good start with UConn, a comfortable lead right now. They started the second half. UConn on top of Villanova right now. And so the updated live line there at, at the moment here, Villanova is now a 12.5-point live underdog. So you've been on the right side from the start. UConn up 45-31, 15 minutes to go in the game. And then your uh, your bet was against your hometown team, the Chicago Blackhawks tie game as they start the second period between the Predators and Hawks. You looked for the Preds there in regulation, and so far the Blackhawks have weirdly have been they've been competitive, even in games where it would suggest they should not be, but there's still a long way to go. Yeah, basically you kind of just need the Blackhawks defense to uh, do what they've been doing for the majority of this season. But again, it's not one of those bets I just because the Blackhawks have been struggling it was going to be a cruise from start to finish. I mean, Nashville has been a middling team, an offense that has not been great, an offense that certainly struggles more away from home ice. And yeah, again, it's not something that was supposed to happen and snap immediately so uh not feeling too bad about that one at least you got one in the net good to get over that hump right now i'm go. seeing on the puck line plus 135 if you want to lay it with nashville still minus 225 with the money line right now so look i, I think nashville clearly has the advantage defensively hence why i like them a lot in this spot and i think again chicago probably would be very fortunate to get more than two goals in this game as yeah, they just dropped the puck there at the united center so second period underway we're following a lot of big college basketball though as well as nba tonight danny i wanted to bring up one game real quick before it tips off boise state utah state is about to get started in the mountain west Ma- massive massive game for the bubble you have mm-hmm. boise state who's a projected 11 seed right now one of the last four buys in espn's bracketology utah state is also right squarely on the bubble aggies currently sit as one of the first four teams out so market did go pretty starkly to utah state in the spot uh, from four and a half Staying, look, stayed four and a half at a lot of shops. Some, there was some late movement, though, while we showed you four and a half on our screen at South Point for Utah State. Some other books, depending on where you looked across the market, did take some late action on Boise State. And so a couple of books, including I see uh, some here in, in town, Circa, Westgate, who, who cater to very respected betters, 
closed Utah State minus three and a half. So there was some difference of opinion in the market. And, uh, Danny, these are always the fascinating games, right? Heading into conference tournament time, two teams on the bubble. So you, you can't really use the whole, all right, one team's got to have it more than the other. Because ma this matters both to both teams really, really a great amount. And in a conference that's been really up and down like the Mountain West, I don't know how you stand on that league, but it was a, a, a good fade last year in March Madness. Uh, these two teams are figured to be a part of it again this year. And uh, we, we will find out a lot about both squads in this rematch tonight there in Logan, Utah. Yeah, this game is really fascinating. A great one to look forward to in the later slate. And I'm looking at this, and I was very close to pulling the trigger on Boise State catching four in the hook, Ben, but I didn't get there. Uh, again, I, I think this will be one ultimately where I just watch and monitor it. I kind of lean, like I said, Boise State catching four in the hook. I don't hate the under in this game either. Both teams on a nice little streak right now, or they're, you know, got some good momentum heading into this spot. The last time they played, I mean, it was all Boise State, though. Like, it wasn't even close. 82 to 59. And Utah State's certainly a team that has flipped the switch in a lot of categories, especially uh, on the offensive side and where they may have the advantage now defensively, where Boise's kind of middled out. So I, I, I get why you'd give some recognition there to Utah State, but still, this is such a unique matchup with both of these teams. And on paper, with talent, you would think you'd give a little bit of the nod to Boise State. And I get that the desperation levels are all high for Utah State. But like you said, Ben, I mean, Boise State certainly has so much to play for themselves. So I, I get it. Like Utah State, probably because they have this home court advantage, deserves to be a favorite. But I don't think four and a half. I think that's a tad bit too aggressive. Utah State, we know, is great defensively overall. But where they do struggle is defending the three ball. They're 265th in that over at Bartorvik. Boise State offensively 87th from deep. So if Boise State's knocking down their threes early on, I think it's going to be a really good advantage for them. And I think if you're taking the points early on and you see that happening, certainly you're going to be feeling great. But if they're not connecting on it, then it wouldn't be shocking to see Utah State get a nice little advantage there. So again, Ben, I, there's a lot of different factors that go into this one. I think the line's a little too aggressive, but maybe I'm missing something, so that's why I'll just patiently wait and kind of just enjoy this game from a non-betting standpoint right. well, the, originally. The, yeah, the three-point shooting is what you have to look at. Boise State went 11 of 19 from three in the first meeting and blew the doors off Utah State, 82-59 at yeah. Extra Mile Arena in Boise. So now you flip the sights. Boise State's coming off that emotional senior night win at home, beat San Diego State. That was a big win at home, 66-60 against the top team in the conference, but Boise have struggled away from home the last few games, lost in overtime at San Jose State, did not cover, but barely beat Colorado State, who's outside the top 100 in Ken Palm this year in the previous road game, and then had lost by 20 at San Diego State before that. So Leon Rice's team, as good as they are defensively, top 10 in the country in overall defensive efficiency, that defense has sometimes struggled to travel into their marquee spots on the road in conference play. So a stay away for me. I just want to watch, like you say, Danny, we, we want to get gauges of these teams especially ones that are going to be likely in March Madness. At least one of these teams is, is going to be in, we figure, unless the Mountain West just has a totally disastrous tournament for all their bubble teams. But that's why I want to see what, what these teams are looking like in what is viewed as a pseudo tournament type matchup. And we'll find out a lot there tonight. They're just about to tip off in Logan, Utah, Boise State and Utah State. We will have more previews for the college basketball still to come tonight because Arizona UCLA is the marquee game that tips off at the top of our next hour. But Right now, Danny, I've got my eyes on the NBA. We're underway in Milwaukee, about to come to the end of the first quarter. And Philadelphia and Milwaukee playing a tight but fast-paced game, 29 apiece as we've reached now the final 45 seconds of the first quarter. Not much separating the two sides to this point. Yeah, and this is what we expected, right? Well, at least you're, if you're on the side of Philadelphia, which I was leaning toward a little bit, I, I didn't end up doing anything here. But look, Phillies hit five of their three-pointers out of 10 attempts right now, two of eight for Milwaukee, yet still a tie game after the first. Milwaukee's doing a pretty good job getting to the charity stripe, five of seven. Philly's only been there a couple times so far. Uh, we talked about Tyrese Maxey in a little bit with his prop. He's got four points after the first right now. And we talked about over 19 and a half at about minus 125. And then you mentioned Drew Holiday. How about this, Ben? He's got five assists after the first quarter. What was he yeah. at? Six and a half six was the and, number? Six and a half over was plus 110. And it's you. just, you know, and of course I'm sitting here like, we, you know, we can't bet those player props here in the Nevada jurisdiction if it's not like a playoff series or a finals game. And, 
Yeah, maybe uh, maybe next time, Danny. I'll, you know, the the Irish bulldog there. My my friend uh, Banny Dirk can uh, open an account for me. And, uh, <laughs> there we go. For for me, I'll, I'll open it up as a uh, Wen Bilson next time. Uh, but no, I look. The, <laughs> that's that's Holiday's game. When the Bucks are at full strength, he's able to flip that flip that switch so seamlessly between attacker, do it all, scorer, and elite distributor. Five assists in the first quarter. We've watched the last two games. Holiday has gotten eight and nine assists respectively. So if you tailed us on that one tonight, you're in a pretty good spot. Uh, and you said what, Maxi, uh, four points in eight minutes to start things out. So he's right at about his pace uh, so far. And, and you expect him to get some, some more run as we get into that second quarter as well. But 29 apiece at the, uh, at the end of one. I was just pulling up uh, our live odds just to give you an update on where things stand from the overall game perspective here between the Bucks and Sixers uh, as of right now. Bucks are a three and a half point favorite. That's about where we closed, maybe just a titch under that closing number of four and a half. Uh, and the total at 230 and a half, pretty much on pace, just slightly to the under. Uh, but yeah, Danny, no, don't say I never did anything for you. Drew Holiday, a little, uh, little assist <laughs> prop uh, over there. That, that, that's the early game. Nothing else really stands out in the NBA besides the other uh, pseudo marquee matchup we were following where mm -hmm. the Hawks and Heat. Um, remember what I was saying? All right, maybe, maybe watch out for the Hawks to look good in game one. In this, it's a back-to-back -back series, Hawks and Heat in Miami. They have tomorrow off, but they play again Monday. All right, maybe look for the Hawks to come out playing inspired, and then you can maybe fade them in the second game after some time out in Miami. Well, it's not going to plan so far. 66-49 Miami at halftime. It was a just an avalanche of a second quarter there for the Heat. Yeah, and look, Ben, this line, and it wasn't that great, but I laid minus 160 with Miami, a little piece on the money line. It didn't go nuts with it, but it was when it was 29 to 26. And I, again, I, I kind of just thought, because Miami had a big lead originally, then Atlanta came back, and I went, all right, well, this may be my one opportunity to jump in on the heat. So just for a little piece, just to get some action, and it got involved, I certainly didn't expect Miami to get up 66 the volatility of this Atlanta Hawks team, the defensive prowess you've seen out of Miami, and that's on display right now. And again, we talked about the line movement, Jimmy Butler coming in the mix, line closed at two in the hook, opened at about one in the hook, but he spurred it up to about a point difference. But yeah, now it's uh, it, it makes that game on a Monday a little bit more interesting because mm -hmm. typically when you do those, like if Miami were to lose this game or barely win, you probably expect them still at home, right, to get a little bit more respect in the market because you're expecting them to bounce back. But if they just completely dominate this game, you're looking at the side of Atlanta. And yes, we talk about spending some time in Miami, but also these professional athletes that get embarrassed by the same team, the same stadium and two nights and three, um, two games and three nights. It's, it's kind of an interesting thing to pick the brain of them, Ben, but you know, Atlanta's a crapshoot right now. So I, that's why to me, again, it's a stay away or fade away this Hawks team and uh, hopefully you faded them in this spot. Yeah, very hard to trust at the moment. It's what we, we told you about coming into the game. It's why it was a stay off for me. And yeah, I don't think uh, you wouldn't expect a lot of partying now from Atlanta. I don't know. Maybe they still will. Who knows? It is the NBA after all. I mean, you weren't out with John Morant last night, were you, Danny? I heard I heard, I heard, uh, I heard some rumors that maybe you were. Uh, regardless, uh, that's a halftime score of 66-49 Miami at the break. It is a line of three and a half to the Hawks for the second half. So market assuming that Atlanta will make this a little bit more competitive. Heat are 13 and a half point live favorites across the market as we sit at the half there. So Atlanta, Miami, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, the two big-time NBA games of the night that we'll continue to track as we go on. But still to come this hour, we'll get you a preview on Arizona-UCLA. Huge spot in the Pac-12 with two behemoths squaring off a little bit later. Who will punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament? We're about to find out in the Ohio Valley Conference tournament and get you around the board. Rest of the in-game action here on Live Bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. 
I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Become a VSAN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game. In every round of the tournament, only VEASAN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VEASAN experts like Brent Musburger and Greg Hoops-Peterson. Sign up today to get the betting guides plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Danny Burke, I'll never forget where I was when uh, when Greg Peterson told me he was taking Oral Roberts' money line against Ohio State uh, two March Madnesses ago, and Oral Roberts that, pulled it off and then went to the Sweet 16. It was nothing short yeah, of a That was incredible. I, I just remember that. I was like, wow. I, you know, I would always say, like, Greg Peterson, I'd call him the college basketball guru, and if there was any doubt, he solidified it with that selection. That was something else. Yeah, man. it certainly was. Um, and he, yes, he will be back as always. He's on on the Greg Peterson experience basically every night, but also with his uh, specialty college basketball programming. Danny, you, I, and Wes Reynolds will be part of the special betting the bracket show next Sunday night once the brackets are released as part of Selection Sunday. Uh, and speaking of Oral Roberts, they are look. That's a team that is going to be a very popular bet uh, because they are. Likely a 12 seed. They are the overwhelming number one seed in the uh, in that uh, Summit League Conference tournament after running through the regular season undefeated there in the Summit League. And they just beat North Dakota, but suffered a very bad beat, at least for betters in the process. Danny, Oral Roberts was up 30 in this game. They won 96-80 to 80 over North Dakota. They win by 16 as a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. That is a major <laughs> ouch for Oral Roberts. I mean, this game was never in doubt the betters bet this up from 14 and a half to 16 and a half. So if you took a bad number late, you paid the price there today with Oral Roberts. But they look, Oral Roberts looks ready to go. And I, there's going to be a lot of people, Danny, that immediately want to advance ORU in the bracket from that 12 seed position. Yeah, and look, this is why I personally, and I get this as one situation, but I'm not a fan of playing big spreads in a game that presents so much back and forth, so many streaks, a game of runs, especially when you have to trust these college kids who aren't consistently getting practice reps. And, you know, it just it's night and day from the NBA to college basketball, hitting routine jumpers, doing the right things mechanically. So, and that's why, again, I don't want to have to lay that much because of at the end of the game, if you do have that big lead, all right, it's a time to get some of these reserves in, maybe not late in the season, but earlier. And yeah, uh, yeah that's a brutal beat, though. But also the importance of getting in uh, as soon as you can on some of these numbers. Well, and too. consider, yeah, consider too, you know, as much as you would say, like you're not going to put in scrubs or bench warmers in a conference tournament game. You know, the Summit League did Oral Roberts no favors whatsoever, especially in the era of today's college basketball, Danny, with the small conferences where 
you see these leagues, like look at the West Coast Conference, where you get basically the triple bye all the way to your semifinals if you're a top two seed because they want to reward the best teams. They want the conference to have the best chance of advancing in the tournament. I mean, ORU, it's just a straight-up quarterfinal setup here, three games in three days in the summit. And so there is something to be said for getting a big lead, resting your starters to keep them fresh for the next games. And that's exactly what happens. ORU leads 56-31 at the half in this game and uh, basically calls off the dogs. Max Acemus, who's back for his final year, 14 points, six assists, but they took him out pretty early in the game, end up getting outscored 49-40 to North Dakota in the second half and end up not covering. So it's something you have to be aware of. And uh, it, it bites you today if you were a backer very late in that game. If you, didn't, if you did not get on an early Oral Roberts number, you paid the price. So 96-80, uh, that final score. Speaking of the small conferences, though, Danny, remember when I said uh, this whole thing on SI, uh, SI or SEMO, I should say, mm-hmm. in the Ohio Valley, like it's four games in four days. I can't possibly do that. Well, this conference is horrible. None of the teams are good in the Ohio Valley Conference, and SEMO right now is, is basically uh, – putting the middle finger up to the betting market that went entirely toward Tennessee Tech. SEMO opened one-and-a-half-point favorites. Market went to Tennessee Tech minus two. And it's the Red Hawks of Southeast Missouri State out of lovely Cape Girardeau, Missouri. I've had the pleasure of driving through that, uh, that lovely establishment, Danny. Up by four, 16 minutes to go in the game. Uh, have led by as many as 10 in the contest as SEMO are trying to close this one out. But uh, they, they are up by five right now, and it's turned into a pretty good battle there in Evansville, Indiana. Yeah, right now, both teams hitting four three-pointers from deep, 15 attempts uh, for the Red Hawks here for SEMO. Tennessee Tech, they're 4-13, and nothing too crazy standing out. You see SEMO getting the advantage on the board, so 26-20. to uh, Both teams pretty neck-and-neck neck for the most part elsewhere, but yeah, you're right. We, we, we did discuss this market movement before the game, and now moving to one-and-a-half, but it's been... Not all SEMO, but enough to where you're getting a little bit more conviction with them as you're getting too close to the 16-minute mark here in the second half. Uh, look, I, I totally expect this to uh, this this to play out that way, right? Where you, you had all the people mm-hmm. betting, just assuming they'd have tired legs and uh, and would be unable to uh, keep that pace. But there's a thing to keep in mind for SEMO if they do in fact win this game. Now, this is, again, the Ohio Valley Conference Tournament Championship game. So our first automatic bid about to be punched. There's 16 minutes to go in the game with SEMO right now up by six. They are one of the fastest tempo teams in the country. Uh, Danny, they're, they're very inefficient, yet all they care about, it, it's not about good offensive sets. It's just how humanly fast can we go? Like, how, how fast is, is too fast? So there's, well, the answer is there's no – no right answer to that. You can't possibly go fast enough if you're a Southeast Missouri State Redhawk. They're sixth in tempo. So if they were to win, and let's say they're as a number 16 seed, you're likely going to see them uh, probably in a, in a very high totaled situation. But if they get matched up against, say, a team like an Alabama, right, or you know another one of these one seeds who have, have really, really good numbers offensively, that could be one of those overspots where you look at it and on paper might seem really high, but the odds makers might not appropriately adjust because of the raw number of possessions you get in a game involving Southeast Missouri State uh, and a team that doesn't play defense either. That's, just, that's kind of their DNA uh, outside the top 240 in overall defensive efficiency. Well, and in that underdog role, presumably, too, you got to let it fly and try to push it as quick as possible. You don't want to oh, let yeah. the other team settle and get their system set up and whatever plays they got dialed up. You got to keep going and going and pushing. And yeah, that makes sense, not only with them if they get in that given situation, but a lot of teams in that role that also match those numbers of having that high pace and defense can sometimes be optional. So a good strategy to implement when you're looking at those uh High seed, low seed type of matchups, big favorites going against the underdogs. Maybe you don't feel comfortable laying the numbers, taking it. Then you could just opt into the totals, which typically tend to be more attractive sure. in those given situations. Now, for what it's worth, the, the OVC winner this year likely going to be in the play-in in that 16 seed line. So mm-hmm. uh, it, will, it likely, just based on the, the metrics so far, especially with Southeast Missouri State, the five seed in that league, you're probably getting SEMO if they do hold on and win this game. There's a long way to go. Whether it's SEMO or Tennessee Tech, winner probably faces either the SWAC winner, the MEAC winner, or, I don't know, maybe the NEC winner. So 
It's going to be one of our, our fun times in Dayton type games to open things up in the first four, most likely. Uh, but that is something to keep in mind with that insane, hyper-aggressive pace that Southeast Missouri State like to run. And that is, that's why it is March Madness. When we here at VEASAN are talking about Southeast Missouri State for a four-minute stretch uninterrupted, uh, Danny Berg. That's the beauty of this time of year, and it's only going to get crazier as we get closer and closer to the tournament. Uh, the other non-conference tournament games we're following right now with Power 5 seeding or bubble implication UConn continue to look in control, 56-45. And this is what UConn can do. They're such a good front-runner team where when they get a lead on you, they can just kind of batten down the hatches defensively and make it really hard to put together possessions and quality offensive – get into a quality offensive rhythm. That's what's happening to Villanova. It's an 11-point game, and Nova's only scored 45 points with now six minutes left in the second half. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better for the side that I'm on right now. 13-point lead, lane 11 in the hook in the live line. 124 and a half the total you're seeing right now. But, yeah, I mean, this UConn team obviously playing their best basketball toward the end of the stretch here. Villanova needing this type of game. But I guess, Ben, I, I know you talked about the aspirations for a team like UConn and how high of a seed they could potentially be. Is this a team maybe worth taking a flyer on? Perhaps not to win the championship, but these markets, of course, offer to make the final four, which would then give you an earlier hedging option. You're not getting as deep a value, certainly, but you have a better chance to make profit. Uh, with the, and I'm saying that in the sense of like if they get to the Elite Eight, you know, a lot of these right. books give you the cash out options. If you're doing the championship, well, then you have to get to at least the final four. Would UConn fit the bill for you? They, they do as a team that, that is top 20 in offensive and defensive metrics. They check all the boxes. It's just been past performance under head coach and Dan Hurley that, that leaves you wanting more and, and leaves you worried about what's going to happen in a similar situation. This team has checked all the boxes in the past. And I, I had them – it's funny you mentioned the Final Four bets. I, I had them as a, a Final Four bet as a seven seed a couple of years ago with James Booknight. Fell flat on their face in round one against Maryland. A pretty below average Maryland team that year in a 7-10 game. Last year, a lot of people liked UConn to make a deep run as a five seed. They lose outright to a 12 seed in New Mexico State in round one. So they have been in positions like this before. Now the metrics are much higher on UConn than in seasons past. They're a top five overall team in the Ken Pomeroy efficiency numbers. So as much as I'm tempted, and I, the numbers are going to make me like UConn again, and I like what I've watched so far this year, and they're about plus 380 to make the Final Four. I don't know if I'm willing to actually pull the trigger, though, on that bet, Danny. When we think about that past historical performance, and I, I want to see them put together a couple games before I really trust uh, the UConn Huskies long term. I don't know if you agree with that, Danny. I want to get your thought on the same uh, question when we come back. We'll also get you set on Arizona-UCLA. Big-time matchup in the Pac-12. We'll talk about that game when we return to Live Bet Saturday. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Live Bet Saturday continues from across the country. Danny Burke in Chicago. I'm Ben Wilson here in Las Vegas. We find out during the break that apparently Danny, uh, Danny has superstitions on which play-by-play -play announcers are calling his, his bets games and whether that means he's going to win or lose. Can you explain this to the people, Danny? Because my mind is blown here as a play-by-play -play guy myself. So it's not necessarily a superstition. It's just like it so happens to be it. And, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, as a better, you're going to remember the bad beats more than the great wins, that kind of old adage. For me, it seems like more often than not, a specific commentator is calling a game, say, in football or something when all things are going wrong or it's just like a particularly bad game where your bet's doing terrible. And I feel like there's a core group of of play-by-play uh, -play guys that uh, typically end up on those wrong bets for me. And I don't know. I, I guess maybe it doesn't happen to other people, but I, I feel like I've noticed it more than most other guys. Like, I, you know, Gus Johnson's calling a game. Like, uh, you know, even if it's bad, like, it's still awesome because Gus Johnson's the man. And it's no disrespect <laughs> yeah. to anyone else. It's just so funny because there's, like, two guys – it seems like every time and, you know, even if I'm not betting on it, even if I'm just a fan of it, like you were talking about Mike Breen and everything and is a Bulls fan when they were going into like the Eastern Conference finals or any playoffs against the Heat, and you'd hear him do his bang call and it would just be like piercing my chest so every time I would I hear it. it because it would just add salt to the wound. I'm like, come on, I know you're a stud and you're great, but you're making it worse for me. 
Mike Breen, absolute legend. And I love, I mean, I already loved him as much as humanly possible. But now that you say that, Danny, I, uh, <laughs> I love it even more. I, so the only time that has happened uh, for me on, from the other side of this calling a game, Amal Shaw, one of our hosts here at VEASAN, who's on uh, the new Sharp Money show with Patrick Maher, Dustin Swedelson. Mm-hmm. I was calling uh, a conference tournament game last year. Amal had, <laughs> Amal had a future ticket on Stephen F. Austin, and I had their game in the quarterfinals. And they just like they could not buy a shot. They lost every 50-50 ball. Got upset by Abilene Christian, and Amal was Amal was texting me watching the game, and was just irate. And here I'm calling the game, you know. Oh, and another steal for Abilene Christian. Like it, I, getting so excited. So I, I felt I at least feel like I, I can say, Danny, I've been on the opposite side of that at least once, and it was to our good friend Amal Shaw. So I, you know, I I, I think it's totally fagazi what you're talking about, but I at least am happy I can say I've had an experience like that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and then it's like, you know, you're calling, you're like, yeah, good foul call. I'm all screaming at the TV, like, what are you talking about, Ben? That was a terrible <laughs> call, right? So <laughs> he was getting mad. He was getting mad at me because the broadcast production did not have the possession arrow on the screen. He's like, I need to know the arrow for in game betting. I'm like, I'm all, I'm sorry. The world doesn't revolve around you, man. I'm just, I'm doing what I can do. <laughs> um, anyway, we, we go back to the college basketball where uh, we we're talking about this UConn team here who is going to pull out a very impressive win on the road against a hot Villanova team who had won six of seven. So this win will be seven. It was seven of eight. Now eight of nine for UConn. They lead 61-47, 220 to go in the game. I really want to buy into a UConn team that started the year guns blazing, was a very popular futures bet for a lot of betters in the market. I, I still find myself a little bit hesitant based on what has happened in past tournaments under Dan Hurley as a head coach. And UConn, that, that general feel I have that they, they look, they peaked. It felt like at the end of December, had a big lull. I don't know if I'm sold on them totally finding their sea legs at the right time, even though this latest stretch has been impressive. Uh, what say you, Danny, on some, as someone who bet on the Huskies here tonight on the road? Yeah, I, I hear what you mean. And I think that brings up also an important conversation in terms of maybe getting hot at the wrong times, which we can certainly get into. But, you know, UConn, when you look deeper into their numbers, and you also alluded to this, right? I mean, efficiency-wise, they're tremendous on both ends of the floor. And I think a team that resembles that was Alabama. But now Alabama, of course, in a very difficult situation off the court that makes it hard to really want to put any stock into them. And maybe the value's not there as much, perhaps not as tempting. But yeah, I talked about it earlier. I mean, UConn coming into this game at Bart Torvik, ninth in adjusted offensive efficiency, and then conversely, defensively, their ninth in effective field goal percentage. So those are the type of numbers, of course, you want to see in a team that you're putting an investment into to make a run come March. But it's not that I would necessarily want to back them to win the championship. I think it would be more of a of a bet to look to make it to the final four to win. Or yeah, to make it to the final four. Right. That's how they list it. And Look, I'm sure people will butt heads with that because you're not getting nowhere as good a value in terms of, well, values relative, but as good of a number if you're going to bet them to win the championship versus Final Four. But for me, it's all about trying to make a profit on it, whether it's, yes, cashing or um, cashing out with these books, how they offer you that, hedging opportunities, whatever it may be. Because if you do back for them to make the championship, you at least need them to get to the Final Four and probably be a favorite in that game, definitely be a favorite to really make a profit. But if you're making or you're betting them to make the final four, then it's all right. Then you just have to get to the elite eight and UConn with the talent they have with the metrics that we have seen listed and how they've played, they should be capable of getting to the elite eight. So if they get to that situation, probably going to be a favorite, uh, maybe, maybe not. Obviously it depends on the draw, but right, totally I depends. think you have a better chance still to make a profit there, Ben. And, and it's not like I would do this with, like all the big favorites to make the final four. I, I think I would want to kind of separate the teams who are getting three to one or better. Those are the ones I'd be more interested in than the ones who are below that, unless you really yeah. have some conviction. But at that point, then I just take them championship odds. Yeah, plus 380 right now is is the DraftKings consensus number on UConn. And if you were to go off of the ESPN bracketology right now, I would love that bet because, like we said, the numbers check out and they would have a number one seed in Purdue in that region right now a number two seed in Texas, who has been very, very good. I give them a ton of credit mm-hmm. for how they've handled everything after Chris Beard's firing midseason. But I, do I really view Texas as a legit Final Four team? I'm, I'm kind of unsold. And then Tennessee, a number three seed, who I, I know uh, a lot of people are <laughs> cannot wait to fade Rick Barnes in the tournament. Jeff Parle's favorite uh, team. Yes, that yeah, his favorite <laughs> team for sure. Uh, Miami, a, a very Jekyll and Hyde team out of a weak ACC. And then Duke, who we've talked about already today, is a six seed. So 
if it's a draw like that, yes, it, plus 380, I'd be taking a piece. But it will really depend. Like, if you run up against Houston in a 1-4, that's a really tough matchup for UConn against that meat grinder of a defense that you'll face. Uh, so it, it's, it's, not, it, it's not going to be just a blank bet regardless of the draw. I would, it's only one I would wait post-draw, even if that means you get a worse number and it moves against you a little bit. But that, that's sort of the, the, the kind of the, the line you have to walk when it comes to these futures, especially so close, Danny, up, up to Selection Sunday, which now we're here just, just about uh, eight days away from this spot. Hey, let me ask you about another team. What do you think of Gonzaga at plus 550? Do you have faith in the Zags to make a little bit of a run here? I know people have not been anywhere near enamored with them, but it wouldn't shock anybody for them to make a run, right? And look, it depends who you ask because people we've talked to, they're like, ah, stay away from Gonzaga this year. But then it seems like the sentiment has changed as it so often does. Plus 550, though, again, it, you're banking on them to at least get to the Elite Eight so then you have some kind of cash out or hedging options. And plus 550, not too shabby, Ben. It's not too shabby, but when you don't even attempt to play defense and you just, you know, you, you essentially <laughs> say, all right, you score 80, we'll score 85. I don't like betting on teams like that from a long-term perspective. And as much as people will look at that St. Mary's game and say, all right, that's the real Gonzaga right now. You just beat one of the most senior laden quality defensive teams in the country in St. Mary's. Like it was a, a big home revenge spot that very much favored Gonzaga coming back against St. Mary's. Uh, but I'm, I'm not going to overreact to, you know, the six-game winning streak since the St. Mary's loss Gonzaga had back in February. Uh, they've beaten one top 80 overall efficiency team, or two top 80 overall efficiency teams, one beside St. Mary's. It was BYU they beat at home, and, didn't, and that was a game that was tight, 88-81, a win for Gonzaga at home. So I'm not really sold on Gonzaga, I'm not going to be swayed by this late season surge because we figured that was kind of the talking point the whole time, right? Like Gonzaga would bank a ton of wins against these mediocre WCC teams. And yet that shouldn't really get us off the scent from what we watched early in the year, you know, watching them get pounded by Purdue on a neutral four and, and really fail to, to conjure up any sort of stops against Texas early in the season. I still believe that is really the, the, the majority of the DNA for Gonzaga. Would I be stunned if they made a run? I could see it because they have a great offense. But in general, I'm not going to hitch my wagon to a team who cannot defend to save its life. Mm -hmm. I hear you. And look, that makes a lot of sense. If you're not playing defense, you don't have anything to fall back on if your shots aren't hitting. And yes, Gonzaga, tremendous offensively, but you're going up against unfamiliar opponents and different playing styles. And again, you need something to fall back onto if you're not making those big shots. That's why it's if you're not getting out in front early, especially when that pressure is so high as it always is on the Bulldogs makes it tough. So I get that side of yeah. the coin. Just curious. So, because again, you know, seldom are you going to get Gonzaga at least in the past several years at a price like that for just reaching the final four, right? Uh, no, no question from a yeah, number standpoint, there's, it's a, it's an intriguing price. It just doesn't fit like my requirements for looking to make a bet, but mm -hmm. everybody is different with how they want to approach it. Uh, some other scores going around the country here with the, with the college basketball. This was the night, Danny, to get back on that Clemson team total over wagon. 78-54 uh, <laughs> on top of Notre Dame. Jeez. That's one of our Power 5 bubble games we're watching. Clemson right now in the next four out category. They have taken care of business since the jump. A really good situational spot for the Tigers. Up by 24 with five minutes to go. A poor early start for Boise State, though. Wow. 40 to 25 Utah State on top of the Broncos at home. Maybe a spot to get in on Boise State live. Seven and a half is what the Broncos are catching. 152 and a half the total. Market did go uh, pretty squarely to Utah State though. Betters took them up to a four point favorite at close in that big Mountain West bubble matchup. Both teams right now squarely on the bubble in Logan, Utah. We'll preview the big Arizona UCLA matchup when we come back to Live Bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. 
The Seven from The Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM and GameSense, who remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Go to BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Gearing up for two really big games at the top of the hour as we welcome you back. Danny Burke back with us from Chicago. I am Ben Wilson from our South Point Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas. We're at halftime, though, of the marquee NBA game of the night, Danny. So we'll start there before we get to our big-time college hoops games to start at the top of the 10 o'clock Eastern hour with Milwaukee and Philadelphia. Good game so far. Bucks pull ahead right at the end of the first half. Thanks to a nice surge from both Drew Holiday and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Bucks right now up 59-53 at the break. Latest uh, halftime numbers and lines. Drew Holiday, 15.7 assists. He's already gone over his assist prop in half number one, Danny. That's a nice little plus 110 cash for you right there. Uh, and in the meantime, for the actual halftime line, uh, seeing the Bucks laying one for the second half after going off as four-and-a-half-point favorites, now laying seven for the game. Total of 112 uh, so far, which pretty much mirrors the first half that had 112. Uh, so 224 pacing to the under. Anything you're interested in doing here, Danny, after one half of play? Uh, you know, probably not. <sighs> The look, the Bucks have been dominating in the paint, and you thought that would maybe take a little bit of a bit of uh, a little bit of a backseat as I try to find my words here. But Played I say that Chicago. because obviously, <laughs> because you got a guy like Embiid, who yeah, you can kind of take out and work from there with the pieces you have with Milwaukee. But I mean, twenty-eight to fourteen, the difference with Milwaukee points in the paint in comparison to Philadelphia, and it's not like anything else is standing out that much. From deep, nah, nothing too crazy. I mean, field goal percentage-wise, yes, Milwaukee's been great at 56%. Philly at just 42%. But again, you're getting the benefit of high success rate shots within the paint. So if that's going to keep persisting and Philadelphia has no answer defensively, then I guess if you don't mind taking an adjusted line, Milwaukee, perhaps they keep it up. But I wouldn't get invested now if you hadn't already, truthfully. 
in Philadelphia, it does scare me. I wouldn't jump in on them right now. Again, they love digging themselves a hole, and it wouldn't be shocking if it got even deeper. Milwaukee coming out in the second half could absolutely make the necessary adjustments to limit Philadelphia's offense from keeping it relatively close. So uh, nothing that stands out in particular at this moment. But, hey, you're the Bucks guy, so uh, what are these trends or patterns you typically see from Milwaukee right out of the gates in the second half? Right. Look, Bucks have been there, – there are times where they've looked kind of disinterested out of the gates, especially in, in some of the third quarter situations. But they have, have really tightened things up. And you talk about a team who's won 16 straight games. You aren't going to see a lot of holes recently. And so when the when the Bucks have been fully healthy and had, have had their whole complement of weapons, they don't tend to take many stretches of game off. And especially when you can bring in Chris Middleton off the bench, you have Bobby Portis, who is now back into the fold healthy as well. It's it's a good it's a good setup to have when you think about the depth that Milwaukee has. So it's not a team that that really tends to just take stretches off of games, which in regular seasons of the past has been an issue, especially with corner defense from threes and and at times free throw struggles when you talk about a star like Giannis going to the line. But you know, looking at it so far, but you know, Bucks have done this with superior interior shot making, kind of like we were talking about, Danny, on the inside at 56% from the field, but just five of fifteen from three. So I, it's not that, and I came into this game thinking it was a little bit too cute of the betting market to go in on Philadelphia. As much as the numbers would say this should be a tight matchup, Philadelphia has not proven it whatsoever against the elite teams this year. They have struggled mightily in these marquee showcase type games. And with that being said, even though four and a half, five was a tempting number to grab, I would have only looked on the Milwaukee side with the, with the type of form they're in right now. I, I wonder about these, some of these live in-game player props. We can't bet them here in Nevada, but those are kind of an alternative way to look at it. I don't know how often you do that, Danny, but those are available where you're at uh, in Illinois. That's the only way I would try to attack these. If you kind of look at a you know, personal foul, game flow standpoint, maybe attack more of the post-player matchups on the Milwaukee side with how they've been able to attack inside so well. The only time I've really done the in-game player props, and you know this during the football season, was with the NFL because you have some time to kind of digest everything and then jump into it, which – um, like with basketball, you're go, go, go. Uh, with football, you get longer commercial breaks, time in between plays. You understand a little bit better the rhythm and who may be getting targeted at what situation. And like you could look at pass attempts, completions. All right, this team is trailing. They're going to have to throw it a lot, like stuff like that. And with basketball, yes, if a team's trailing, you're still going to really have the same approach. You may chuck up more threes. You don't necessarily know who it's going to be with. If you're doing it with basketball, though, I, I guess the way you would kind of look at it would be, all right, they're dominating with points in the paint, Milwaukee is. Who's been the main source of that? And if clearly there's not going to be an answer from Philly's defense to prohibit that, then even though you're getting an adjusted number that is probably going to be higher than what it was pre-flop, if there's no answer to it, then that would be a way to jump into it. But, yeah, Ben, I, I don't go too crazy with the NBA player props, mostly just the NFL ones. But gotcha. certainly yeah. it's, it's, it's a market if you follow closely enough. You can definitely capitalize on it. It's interesting to say the least. We don't, again, have that option here, but I look at an in-game number 19.5 on the Brook Lopez player prop. Over is plus money. Lopez is at 13 points already. And mm. you think about a guy who can shoot from the outside but has not tonight. Only one of his five makes are from three-point range. So you're, you're getting so a getting lot of – the paint, Yeah, right? you're getting a lot of open looks inside for Lopez. You're asking him to get seven points in the second half in what has been a tight game so far. Six-point lead, 59-53. That's one that I would, uh, why I would be interested in. Again, though, we, we cannot make those wages where we're at uh, here in Las Vegas. But uh, that would be the one I'm looking at uh, to, to get things started for the second half. Again, 59-53, bucks on top of the Sixers. Let's transition, Danny, get a few minutes in on this big Arizona-UCLA game coming up. That is our marquee college basketball game to kickstart this 10 p.m. Eastern slate as UCLA uh, takes on the Wildcats. And our, you think about the, where the market is going here, uh, just updating the numbers within the last five minutes with the rematch at Pauley Pavilion in L.A. Uh, UCLA has gotten most of the market support, although that number has not really gone off five and a half. It's uh, been the total that's actually been bet up here, Danny, from 148 and a half all the way as high as 150 in some shops. Market-wide number right now, 149 and a half. As we get closer and closer to tip-off, rematch after Arizona won a very tight 58-52 low-scoring game in Tucson back in January. Yeah, look, Ben, this game is is really difficult to handicap with the line. And I think five is a little bit too much, but I don't necessarily think Arizona is going to win this game. And 
because you have still such a narrow point. I know five, relatively speaking, in basketball, maybe not as narrow. But if I'm taking the points with a team like five or less, I want to bet that with the thought process that, yeah, I still think there is a good chance of this team winning. Whereas I think this is a really good spot for UCLA. And defensively, that is going to be the big difference maker. We know how great the Bruins have been on that side of the ball. They're second defensively in adjusted defensive efficiency. And Arizona, yes, uh, amazing offense. And especially if they're getting to the free throw line, that's where they can make their cake. But if the defense is good enough to limit that and force them into uncomfortable situations, I don't think it's going to prove well for uh, for the Wildcats mm -hmm. here, Ben. But Again, I'm not in love with one side or the other because Arizona's offense does give you a good enough chance. If you do like UCLA, you don't feel comfortable laying five to get out to an early lead, to keep this thing close in the first half. And what do we keep talking about? Looking to attack those in-game angles, getting an adjusted price. And if you get that with UCLA, I think that may be the way to go. But at the end of the day, when this game's coming down to the stretch, I do think that big benefit, staying it again, is going to be the UCLA defense, Ben. But mm -hmm. uh, again, don't love them enough to lay the, the pre-flop number of five. I get the sense, based on the market, that a lot of people are kind of equating to the Arizona side with the over, as we've seen some late big pops. I mean, Circa sure. across town just took a pop all the way up to 151. Now, it did just drop down to 150, but there has been action more than anything on the over, which is a little bit misguided. If you look at the history between the two teams, Arizona beat UCLA in the first game in a tempo and style that completely favored the Bruins. It was 58-52. UCLA had Arizona right where they wanted to. One of the fastest teams in the country slowed down to a halt, and Arizona was able to get enough stops and find enough openings for as well as Tubelas, who scored 14 points despite being inefficient, to still get over the hump and win that game. So th those are some of those... Those, those nuances that you have to look at in specific matchups, Danny, where you could talk yourself into, all right, if Arizona wins, that means they're going to control tempo and pace and this thing will fly over. And it's vice, it's opposite uh, if, you, if you like UCLA, but it's not always that simple. And I, I look at the betting market and think that's maybe an error that some people are making, that it's just got to be auto over if Arizona is going to be right. in the game. Exactly. And no, that doesn't mean that it's going to be directly with that every time. Situations differ. They alter. You got to adjust for each given game. Looks like we'll close five or five and a half on the UCLA side, laying it against Arizona at home. Total of 149 and a half or 150. A big time game for us to follow in our final hour of Live Bet Saturday. Fox gets you set up for a big WCC tournament game when we return. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rivalry every rematch every rookie debut every game revealed the 2024 nfl schedule release presented by verizon coming in may live on nfl network espn2 and streaming on nfl plus terms and conditions apply to nfl plus visit nfl.com schedule release to learn more getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more right now you can save 50 dollars on select battery tool sets Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.